way. Shit. Couch Guys Sports Podcast, episode number 180. The big 180. Still no Nicholas. Still don't care. Me? Al, here we're talking sports. We're not talking president. We're not talking politics. We all know where Al and I stand. Hopefully it actually happens. And you're listening to this, you might know the results. Who knows? We're not talking about it. Follow us, Couch Guy Pod on Twitter, couchguysports.com with all the other written content, the other podcasts, all the great podcasts out there. Of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Twitch. Follow the Twitch channel. A lot of good content going there too. Um, Al, hello, sir. Hi, Jared. That's all I got. That's all. That's it. Oh, <clears throat> That's it. How how are you? There's there's another level tidbit. I'm tired. I'm tired. I am too. I am too. It's it's like that midweek grind. You know, it's Wednesday night. We're recording, but we're just trying to get through the end of the week. It's all midweek grind. I'm weirdly weirdly into politics every time it's a presidential election. So like, yeah. I stayed up long enough to make myself tired last night because I was hoping that we might see something. Of course, I was dumb and didn't think it through. So I didn't go to bed till like two a.m. Hey, we're pretty close though. We're Very getting close. There. We we might even hear it on this show while we're recording. We probably won't though. Stupid Nevada. Anyway, we have other stuff to talk about. We do. Um, some Red Sox stuff because Al and I won't let a show go without talking Red Sox. Um, Gordon Hayward's back again, like a weekly segment on Gordon Hayward. Uh, there's some new developments there, and the Patriots. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's what we're gonna talk about mostly because you know they're not good. Two and five, <clears throat> not yeah. good. No, not no. Good. Not, not, not good at all. Not good. Um, but let's start with the weekly dump, Al. Got some news to get to. Pew, pew, pew. No, that was not the Patriots theme song. Antonio Brown is officially a Buccaneer, living with Tom Brady, mind you. First press conference, said Tom's his boy. Uh, was wearing a TV12 hat, and uh, he's been one, apparently one of, uh, apparently Tom has been one of his biggest supporters. So AB is officially a Buccaneer, allowed to play this weekend. So we'll see how that goes. Weird. Uh, it's amazing what would happen if they just kept him as a Patriot. Tom would probably still be here. But, hey, hindsight, 2020. It was time to move on. It was time. And now we're 2-5. and five. Philadelphia 76ers reportedly want James Harden. Uh, looking into trading, I highly doubt it. Houston Rockets said they will not trade James Harden. Um, I can't imagine Harden would only leave Houston at this point. So, sorry, Philly. Sorry, Doc. Not going to happen. Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward. We'll talk about this in full later, but he reportedly wants out of Boston. Uh, saying uh, Ryan Rosillo on the Bill Simmons podcast. Apparently, he wants out. We'll see. Um, he has a year left. He can opt in. He can opt out. He can opt in and get traded. He has to opt in to get traded. Um, so we'll see. I'm assuming if he wants out, he'll opt out. Uh, Matt Stafford on the COVID list with COVID-19, so he will not play this weekend. For Second me. time, too. Second time on the list for Matt Stafford. It's okay. It's the Lions. It really doesn't matter anyway, uh, except for fantasy teams, even though Galladay's out too. So really the fantasy teams, just Detroit Lions, just on the down tick. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo sounds like he's out for the season. Not 100% confirmed out, but we're going we're gonna to speak it into existence. Jimmy it's like, Garoppolo. It's like season. 90%. Yeah, he's out for the season. Uh, still out there that he might come back next year. I'm kind of out on that. We'll, we can talk about that down the road, but uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is most likely out for the season. And the Gold Glove Awards were announced, and Al, guess who won? Uh, would that be, let's see, Mookie Betts? Marcus Lynn Betts. MLB himself. ML, the MLB himself 
uh, won a gold glove award among others. We don't have to go into those, but I just figured I'd shout out Mookie Betts. You know, the guy who used to, I think he used to wear Red Sox uniform, right? He played for the Red Sox. Yeah. Yeah. Long time ago. I think that's the name sounds familiar. The name sounds familiar. It's like, it's like a fable or a folktale, you know, it's just, you don't believe it. I think we need a, I need to see a picture. If I saw his face, I think I'd know if he played for the Red Sox. But uh, Mookie Betts, gold glove winner. Um, and Al, that's your, uh, that's your weekly note. Not a lot happened in sports this week. Not a ton. Uh, there's a lot more important things in sports going on right now. Yeah, a.k.a. the, the election. Uh, all right. That's your weekly dump. Of course, brought to you by our good friends at Manscaped. Manscaped, Al. Manscaped. Autumn is in the air. And Manscaped, of course, is here to ensure you don't carve your pumpkins when you're grooming. By pumpkins, guys, we mean your boys downstairs. In fact, Manscaped is on a mission to change the way you approach caring for your balls. And great news, they just released their products in the UK, Canada, and Australia. I know we have listeners out there because I've looked at the stats. It's amazing. Check it out, manscaped.com. Obviously, we have a deal for you. And look, Nick and I and and now Al have talked about our, our experiences with Manscaped before and after. Um, the, I always go back to Nick's story because it's great. He just was a little kid and didn't know what he was doing and took scissors to his ball sack and decided to sniff himself a couple times before he realized it was the wrong way to do it. Nick um, had a Nick. Nick had a Nick, and that's the best way to describe it. Trademark that T-shirt idea. Love it. Let's not forget about it's the trimmer for your butt, balls, and body. The Lawnmower 3.0 offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology, of course, which helps reduce reduce grooming accidents their new weed whacker also is an ear and nose trimmer uses the same skin safe technology when you're trimming those delicate nose hairs of yours we all know you have them don't lie about them the crop care kit includes crop preserver ball deodorant everyone knows pumpkin spice lattes and ball deodorant go hand in hand crop cleanser body wash a full body wash that you can also use on your hair if you suffer from stank foot or stand on your feet all day then i have a product for you the foot duster foot deodorant it's a free gift the cooling tea tree oil offers a pleasant experience for the stankiest feet. Uh, trust me, Al, I have stinky feet. I'm one of those culprits. Oh, I am too. I have terrible stinky feet. I played sports forever, Al, as I did you. And when I played baseball for years, you should have smelled my feet when I took my cleats off. They were disgusting. Same I wish way. I had this. It allows you to take off your shoes in confidence. So I could take off my cleats back in the day and not have my parents go push me outside in the garage and take all my socks off and, and be ready to go. Manscaped. Refined cologne is a cost-effective way as well to smell clean and fresh for your date. The crop cleanser, hair and body wash was designed for with aloe vera and sea salt to leave your skin clean, fresh, moisturized, and reinvigorated. And I know it's not in the summer months, but think about that aloe feeling. All you people out there that burn during the sun, during the summer months, it's also a great fit there. All these formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and Parabian free, so you know your manhood is in good hands. We gotta take care of your pumpkins. And now, now, and again, all you listeners in the UK, Canada, and Australia, you listen up. You go to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code CouchGuy20. CouchGuy20. Of course, it's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code CouchGuy20. Make your balls a priority this fall. Guys, it's going into the holiday season. Black Friday's around the corner. Go use the code. Stock up for dad, stock up for mom. I don't care who you're buying it for. Stock up for somebody. Couch Guy 20. And now, of course, in the UK, Canada, and Australia. If you're down under listening to this, whatever the hell time it is as we record, uh, do yourself a favor. Stay, stay sexy. Keep those pumpkins ready to go. All right. Manscaped, Couch Guy 20. The Patriots, they still stink. Uh, that's a lot. They stink. They're terrible. 
they played better this week, Al. To be to be fair, to be fair, they actually didn't play a terrible game against no, the they, Bills. They played pretty well. It was a bar fight. The end. It was a bar fight. They they weren't great at the beginning. The Bills definitely they definitely slowed down the quote unquote high powered offense that apparently everyone thinks the Bills have. Not really, but the Patriots had a chance to win another close game driving down the field. And what happens on the ten yard line? In striking distance, Patriots are down by three. They already have the gimme field goal to send it into overtime. They're going down for the touchdown. Cam Newton steps back, rushes the edge, tries to get crazy with it. Instead of protecting the ball, he fumbles the ball on the Buffalo 10-yard line with like 30 seconds left. Game over. Patriots lose. Bills, Dolphins, your front runners for the AFC East. The Patriots are on to 2021. And now, Jared, this game is 100% on Cameron Newton. There is no other way to describe this game than Cam Newton, you blew it. It's another chance. He, he Seahawks game, blew it. Broncos game looked like garbage, so had a chance to win, blew it. Buffalo Bills on the road, obviously no fans still on the road driving all you do is kick a field goal and you go into overtime and the way you were playing i trust you in overtime to win that game fumbled the ball so the only thing you couldn't do is turn that ball over patriots are now two and five staring down the under the defeated jets this week this is why a lot of people a lot of people questioned me when i was like well why aren't you happy that they signed cam newton now i'm not saying that cam didn't have his moments because in the month of september i mean the first three games against the dolphins against the seahawks and then against the raiders he played well. He played really well, and we and I was getting excited for him. I'm like, okay, this guy has something. But now, and I know he had COVID. I understand that, but still, not excuse the, anymore. Exactly. Look at the last three games. He played against the Broncos. Granted, he had just come back from COVID, had a chance to win the game, didn't do it. Then you go and you play San Francisco. You have an absolute stinker. I think three interceptions in that game, and then. You drive down the field again, and you fumble the ball at the most crucial point in the game. I mean, what are we doing? What are we even talking about here, Jared? Now, think about this. Three losses, right? Patriots have three of their five losses this year have been by six points or less. And in all three of those games, they had the ball with a chance to win the game. The Seahawks game, Cam Newton bounces to the outside. That's a win. If he doesn't fumble this against Buffalo. Good chance to win. You have a very, very good chance to win. I think they still had a couple timeouts, too. I think they still had two mm-hmm. timeouts. Yeah. And you also had the Denver game, which you should have never lost in the first place, but you had a chance to win that game. So, to me, it's almost the narrative of, yeah, Cam Newton won an MVP. That's great. But when the lights are bright, he's not performing right now. Yep. And, and he keeps saying, I need to be better. I need to be better, which I get. But still, I've had enough of this. Move on to 2021, play Stidham, and just retool for next year. And look, I, I think Cam's saying all the right things, right? He's the, it's, it's all on me. I have thumbs. Like, it's all 100% on me. And you're saying the right things. It's fine. Like, I'm not, like, not, he's not coming out here being Cameron Newton of, like, 2015. Like, all oh, my teammates got to be better. Like, he's taking full accountability for all this, which is good. And I think the way this, these losses have stacked up now, it helps Patriots fans, I, th- I hope, really look into this and go, oh, crap, we took Tom Brady for granted. Oh, we yeah. Took Look about all those fourth quarter, two minute drill or less drives. They're even 30 seconds sometimes drives. Brady gets the ball at the end of a fourth quarter trailing. You almost guaranteed to win that game. I don't care 
how far in the field you have to drive. In these situations, we were almost guaranteed every single fourth quarter drive was going to be converted. We didn't stress about it. We said, give the ball to Brady, throw it every time. He'll figure it out, and we'll win the game, and we'll move on to next week. Brady wins the majority of these games that we've been in. Like, same situation, obviously, if Brady's motivated and wants to be here in the same exact situation, obviously, it's different. But Brady wins those games. Brady drives down the field. He doesn't fumble that ball in Buffalo. Brady, Brady tucks it, goes, runs a little bit, and is out, throws the ball away, and moves on to the next play. He knew where he was on the field. Brady doesn't lose to the Seahawks. Brady beats the you – know, Brady, Brady kills the Broncos. I think over the last 20 years, we've really taken for granted what Brady did at the end of games. And now he's doing it in Tampa with weapons. And I think people are really starting to understand what the situation is here in, in the Patriot land of, you know, they're not going to be terrible forever. And I don't think they're going to be bad next year because they're going to have like the third or fourth most cap space in 2021. Once the season's over, I think this year was, as soon as Tom Brady announced he was gone, I think this year was always going to be meh right? Because they didn't really have a backup plan for him. They expected him to stay and he, and he called their bluff and he pieced. So they retooled on the fly. They only paid, can I mean, look at Belichick this week. He was so candid about, you know, we kind of, we did it to ourselves. We sold out and won three Super Bowls. Like we only paid Cam a million dollars. There's no right. secret. We like, when does it Belichick ever say that? Never. And that's a very unexpected moment that he has. And I think everybody was caught off guard. They're like, Whoa, wait a minute. Belichick had never said this before, especially when Brady was here. And to go back to the Brady point for a second, Jared, you want to hear something that's sort of sickening? Tom Brady right now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers record? Six and two. Six and two. They, and that includes winning six of their last seven games. And the one game they lost was the one-point loss at Chicago when Brady forgot the downs. That is what he can do. Yeah, exactly. He's like, four, three, four, what? But <clears> – <throat> Tom Brady, he still has something in the tank. I still believe, though, it was time to move on for both sides. I mean, it was time for Brady to get a fresh start, like he said, when he came out and announced he was leaving. And I think it was time for Belichick and the Patriots to be like, you know what? We can't have Tom Brady forever. And if he doesn't want to stay here, then we can't force him to stay here. So you know what? Again, as literal as this sounds, punt on 2020 to say, okay, let's get the young guys in there. Let's play them, get them some playing experience get a top pick. Maybe you go out, you get a tight end. Maybe you go out, you try to tank as bad as you can, try to get Lawrence or Fields here. The the possibilities are endless, I think, at this point, if they choose to go the tanking route. And see, I think you're right in the sense of it was time. And if if either side wanted it to work and it passed last year, like it sounded like the report, there were reports that Brady knew he wanted out before last season even started. Like when last season started, he knew that I was going to be his last year in a Patriot uniform. So there was really no salvaging that unless he kept his Gordon, like Brown receiving core, Nikhil Harry, all those guys together. And it worked. Then he might've been like, all right, then why am I going to leave? But it didn't obviously. And Tony Brown's an idiot. And I don't who knows if it's going to last in Tampa, but it was time to move on. You're right. And the way this year goes, Al, my question is, how long do we wait until the Cam Newton experiment is over? Can't Belichick keep saying Cam's our guy, Cam's our quarterback, but if you're really going to punt to 2020, which it sounds like they are, they're moving on to 2021 for the most part. Belichick wouldn't have gave the salary cap and, you know, we sold out for three Super Bowl excuse if he really didn't, if he was, wasn't trying to tell people, look, we're in a shitty situation. We have to wait till next year to be good. And I, and I give them credit. Honestly, I think next year they're going to be good. Like, I don't think they're going to be bad next year. You potentially get Chung and Hightower back because COVID should be managed by then. 
you think. And, you know, you're, you have a, you'll get a full off season. You'll get a full like program year. Um, it won't be a weird year. You'll get a ton of salary cap relief. So I think next year you're fine, but you still have to look at the quarterback play. You haven't had to worry about quarterback play for 20 years. Now you do. And if you're really not, you know, you're not going to be good this year. Can't you win the games that you've won with cam with Jared Stidham? Can't you win the games you're going to win with Jared Stidham? And if you play Jared Stidham, you need, you need to know what you have because if you go into the NFL draft in this off season and not, aren't sure what Stidham really is, how can you draft somebody else or draft? I mean, you can anyway, because Cam's probably not coming back the way he's played. So I want to know what Stidham is. This is a chance to let Stidham play, let him be the starter, like name him the starter, give him the reps, give him the meetings, like let him function as a starter in the NFL and see what he's got. Because like, we've talked about this now and I'm, I don't want to say, I want to sit here and defense him a little bit because yeah, he's looked like garbage, but he's always been thrown in the shittiest situations possible. Hasn't had time to prepare, never guaranteed starting reps, hasn't worked with a ton of the starters and he always gets thrown into the crappiest situation. Now he sucked and the interceptions are interceptions and you can avoid things like that. But what week are we in nine? Give him the rest of the season. Give him the, he played in the Jets this week. I think Jared Stidham can beat the Jets. If, if Cam had played phenomenally bad, like horrendously bad against the Bills, I would have said this would have been the perfect week to start Stidham because you're going up against literally the worst team in the NFL, power rankings and all. So this would have been the year to do it. Or sorry, this would have been the week to do week it. Week to do it, yep. Like this year has just been horrible. So, I mean, this upcoming week, take it shot, but – I got something for you, Jared. I got a little something different for you really quick. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to list off potential starters and backups for next year. And I just want your first gut reaction to when I read off these names. Ready? Yeah. Matt Ryan and Brian Hoyer. Wait, just, like, 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 hold on, hold on. like, as you at, like, that would be my starter backup combo. Is that what yes. you're saying? Correct. You. Okay. Matt. Matt Stafford, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. <laughs> mediocrity. It's mediocrity in the NFL. Oh, okay. this one's going to be war. To be fair, Matt Stafford with Belichick could be fun. I'll like, give this it, like, is, he's never had a good coach. So this is going to be this is going to be worse. You ready for oh, this God. one? Oh God. Alex Smith and Mitch Trubisky. Give it to me. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, Why not? God. Come on. Dude, Alex Smith was legit. He, Alex Smith went to the NFC Championship game twice. And if San, San Francisco should never have bailed on him. Like, I think Alex Smith can ball in the right situation. And he was in the right situation in San Francisco. Tr- Mr. Trubisky just needs a home, dude. I, just, I would love to see uh, it. He'll never play, right. He would never play here. He would only play if Alex Smith got hurt. Like, I, I think no that's way. the worst one, though. I think that's the oh, worst I love it. one. Out, right. of those three, out of all those options, I'd rather Alex Smith than Matt Ryan. Get oh, him, Matt I, Ryan. I, oh I, got, I got some more for you. I got a few more. Okay. Car- Carson Wentz and Jared Stidham. Oh, I like that. Okay. That's I'm all fair. for that. Okay. I like that. I, I had that as my number two. Uh, uh, this one I know you're going to love right away. Sam Darnold and Brian Hoyer. Uh, I don't know about Hoyer, though. I might say no if I have to have Hoyer. Okay. Uh, I would love G- Sammy D, but if it means Hoyer's still here. Mm. Jimmy G and Gardner Minshew. Nope. No. And Baker Mayfield and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. Just that because I, was... I want Fitz Magic. Because uh, I need Fitz Magic on all of the AFC East teams. Like he's never he's played for everyone but the Patriots. Why not give him a shot? Look how well he played here. 
He played like really well. Played. By Everybody the way, he said success. You could tell him, you could bring on Fitzpatrick next year. I'd almost say, screw this, Fitzpatrick and Stidham. Let's I, do that combination hey, and hand, hand Fitzpatrick the keys next year. Hey, I have Steve Scott on the line to defend Josh Allen. Hi, Steve. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a second. Special surprise. Hi, Stevie. Yo. Yo, yo. You are on the Couch Guy Sports podcast right now. This is awesome. Oh, my God. Can you hear me? Yeah. Come true. So, can you hear Jared? Uh, I can't yet. Uh, he's not going to be able to because I have my headphones on. But, Steve, really quick, just for all the Couch Guy Sports podcast fans out there, this is, this is a surprise segment, really quick. How would you evaluate Josh Allen's performance against the Patriots? Uh, to be honest with you, I did not watch the game. However, so you're a fake Josh Allen fan. You didn't even watch the game. Okay. The biggest I'm game of Josh Josh Allen's 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 Allen's's career. Yes, I, we know. I, yeah, whatever. However, look who came out victorious. I mean, he, he beat the fucking Patriots, bro. He did what? not beat the Patriots. Stop <laughs> with that take. He did not beat the Patriots. The Patriots the beat, the Patriots. beat the Patriots. The, the Patriots beat the Patriots. The Patriots. the Patriots beat the Patriots. Jared's even saying the Patriots beat the Patriots. The, Josh Allen did not beat the Patriots, and you can't even d- pretend to, t- <laughs> we'll, to be serious We'll get them on next take. week. We'll get them legitimately right, on the show admit, next week. All right, I will admit he has declined – First, you know, few weeks that he was like MVP, unbelievable. Right now, he's he's on the decline a little bit. However, his team's still winning. It's still it's the midseason low, and I still think the Bills are in the best position for the whole AFC East right now. Still, and you know what, the Bills can afford to coast at this point with him. You know, they can pound the run, whatever. You know, rely on the defense. They'll, They'll be fine. And you watch near the end, Josh Allen MVP will come through, bring it home. Like Steve always said. You, you are crazy. Like, I love <laughs> you, but I love you, but you are crazy. Don't you want to see him beat a legit team? Who, okay, who's in the, in the MVP race right now? I wish I could hear Jared, by the way. Uh, so, I, I'm telling you everything Jared's saying. So, MVP race, Jared, who do you think's in the MVP race right now for the NFL for, for, if you had to pick quarterbacks? Tom Brady. Russell Brady. Wilson. Russell everybody Wilson. Else. Brady, Russell Wilson, everybody else. Not Josh Allen. He not jo- and, and, and he said, not Josh Allen. Not even close? Not even he close, Jared? Legit. He can't be he hasn't beaten defense. anybody legit. Okay, what's the Bills uh, schedule looking like? I got to see here. Uh, Steve's looking up the Bills schedule, right? <laughs> Look, I will say this. I've said this every time, and you can translate this to Steve. I want to see them beat the, the Steelers, which I think they could. He thinks they can beat the Steelers. <sighs> I think, the, I think the Steelers are a bunch of pretenders. Steve. <laughs> Steve. All right, um, so, Steve, Steve, here's what's going to happen. So, next week, and Jared and we'll I just talked about week. this. Next we'll week, week, you and the whole gang are going to come on to the Couch Guy Sports podcast, and we're just going to we'll duke it out. Just Josh Allen, like, takes, like, yes, yes. It might be Josh, a whole show of just Josh Allen. It's, gonna, it's literally going to be myself, Jared, and Ollie against you, Gilly, and Josh. That's how it's going to go down. It'll right, be even. Yeah, we might have quags, too. We might and have we quags. might have quags, so you might be outnumbered. But real quick, before we uh, let you go and we get on with the rest of the show, you want to shout out uh, SSBT real quick? Absolutely. Shout out SSBT for life. Uh, we just hit 18,000 tweets, which is the, the goal is to hit uh, 100K before we die. So I think, you know what? I think it's impossible. Good pace. I think. I think like for so long, I was like, you know what? I don't think we'll ever hit 100,000 tweets. 
But I mean, eighteen thousand in you know what three years, four years? That's that's a lot of tweets. Where where can people find Small State Big Takes on Twitter and all social media? You can find us at at Small State Takes, baby. Hit us up anytime. Tweet. We we will we will reply. Talk some shit. We love it. All right, Steve. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for coming on as an impromptu guest. Thanks for having me. See you guys. See ya. So that was Steve Scott. He thinks he could beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Guys, I, I, this is my next week. This is a preview for next week. Who the hell is Josh Allen thrown against? No. All his good games are against trash. And he had a chance to literally play against the Patriots without Stephon Gilmore. And, and, he, still threw an, and he still threw an interception. And, there was, and there's been some Josh Allen, old Josh Allen throws the last few weeks. Like, yeah. ooh. Yeah, it hasn't been great. I take two a over Josh Allen every week. I'm all for it. Two is better than Josh Allen, 100%. Got to admit, uh, that was a nice little impromptu appearance. If you want a good poll, always follow Small State Big Takes. They're yes. all about the polls on Twitter. They threw out a bunch on Election Day. They're like, if you voted early, you still want to vote here. And I was like, great. You guys are awesome. They're killing it. And shout to them. I forget what they broke. I, I was all about it. They broke something. They had it first. And no one gave it. Oh, they, it was the, uh, the Edelman news. The Edelman right. was out first. The Edelman, the Edelman and out they, for the- I, I will say they have been killing it with the guests lately. They've had two really good guests. And I think they have another yep. one coming on soon. So good for them. So a little SSBT love. Preview of next week. Josh Allen sucks. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> um, all right. Big thing before we move on, because I know we want to talk about two other things. The Where the Patriots are at, how many more losses does it take for Stidham to start every week? How, in your opinion, obviously these camps probably playing against the Jets, but like how many more losses does it really take for them to go screw this? Let's play Stidham. I think two or three. I think right? it, if, it's not much more. No, if you, if you, especially if you lose to the Jets, that's like, if you okay. lose to the Jets, you can just cut Cam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, literally. Screw it. <laughs> um, so the question is, who do they play after the Jets? That's the million dollar question. Ugh. So looking at the Pats' schedule really quick, so we know they're at Monday night, they're playing obviously the Jets. Then they're home against the Ravens. Oh, the Jets is a Monday game? Yeah, Jets is a Monday night game. Then they have That's a short be a garbage Monday night football game. Oh, it's going to be awful, but I'm still going to watch it. Uh, oh, sh- short. Then they have a short week Sunday night football against the Ravens. That's going to be a, a big, L. Fat, fat L. L. Might not even watch it. Fat L. I- I'm I'm going to watch and I'm going to regret my life and say that I should have gone to bed early because I had work the next day, just like you do. Uh, Pats at Texans. I think they can beat the Texans. Good game. That'll be a good game. We're good game. But I th- I think the Patriots. I think they win that game. I think now they're going to lose to the Cardinals. I think the Chargers are even going to beat the Patriots. Yeah, I know. The Chargers find ways to lose, man. I love Herbert, and he's balling. But they find ways to lose somehow. I I realistically think this team might finish 6-10 and or 7-9. and Yeah. Yeah, no, it's garbage. They'll be third in the AFC because the Jets really suck. Um, And look, we're on a 2021. That's it. Super Bowl champions next year. That's it. You know what happens next year? And you really need to be good next year. One reason why. Guess who comes – you know who comes back to Foxborough next year? Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Thomas yeah. Edward Patrick Thomas Brady. Thomas Edward Gronk, Patrick and Brady and Rob Gronkowski will be back. And potentially Antonio Brown if he comes stays. We'll be back uh, in Ge- at Gillette Stadium next year, most likely with fans in the stands. You have a year to figure it out. You have cap space. You find a quarterback. You better put something decent on the field for next year because, I mean, granted, for me, I wouldn't hate to have come, Tom Brady come in here and wipe the floor with you because it'd be great content. And it'd just be laugh out loud funny. But as a Patriot fan, you got to show some sort of you, – you might not win the game because I think the Bucs are going to be even better next year because they're, they're figuring it out. They might, and I still think they're, it's a really good chance to win this year. 
next year, the year two of Brady with a full regular off season and everything, my God, next year, the bucks will be better. Uh, so they have a two year window. That's what they have. They really do. They have a two year window. And Brady might stay past that, but I think their window is this year and next. And then after that, they got to pay guys and Brady's old, really old at that point. So they might honestly, they could go back to back and Brady wins two Super Bowls in Tampa because that team is legitimately good enough to do it. Um, thankfully for us as Patriot fans, Patriots aren't good. I'm on the, I'm on the Bucks bandwagon guys. Like I'm in, like I'm rooting for Brady. I want him to win the Super Bowl because the Patriots aren't going to make the playoffs for the first time in, in God knows how long. So that's it. Story over Gordon Hayward time. God, the Patriots are terrible. Um, yes, Gordon Hayward, like I said, in the weekly dump, uh, said to, Ryan Rossillo said on the Bill Simmons podcast, reportedly quote unquote wants out of Boston. He has the opt out. If he wants, he can leave. All he has to do is opt out and he's free agent and go wherever he wants. And his thing is, if he thinks he can get a long-term deal somewhere else, apparently that's why he'll opt out. If he opts in, there's a very good chance Celtics might, might trade him now if this is true. Um, the likelihood of Gordon Hayward being on the opening night roster for the Celtics has really dropped in my eyes in the last like week. In the last week, yeah, even the last 24 hours, Gordon Hayward probably will not be a Boston Celtic this year. He probably won't. And, but, the bad th- but here's the thing if you're Hayward. You have what are you going to get? Thirty-two million this year if you decide to opt in, at least thirty million. Yeah, at least. My my whole thing is this: sure, the long-term deal I understand, but you're not going to get the same value that you did yeah. four years ago when you signed the deal with the yeah. Celtics because you're injured goods. You're going to be lucky if you get twenty million a year. Like yeah. realistically, he's going to be lucky to get that. If Gordon Hayward Smarty opts in, so regardless of who he plays for, he makes that money. That's and then, exactly. And then even if it's not here, he makes that money. And he does Brad a solid and says, you know what? I'll opt in. You guys can trade me and get something for me. It won't be what they, it's worth, but Gordon Hayward needs to prove he can play an entire season. He looks like his old Gordon Hayward self. The big contract was the Celtics contract. He's not going to get more money than he did from the Celtics. It clearly didn't work because of injuries. Like they thought it was going to, but they also thought Gordon Hayward would be playing with Kyrie Irving. Like the, all the things of the Gordon Hayward signing just didn't work, unfortunately, because I was all for it. Um, and, oh, I, and I, I wish too. he would stay. I honestly wish he would stay because I think he's a really talented player. Um, and as a fourth option on this team, it, it, it should be amazing. But he wants to be the guy. He clearly wants to be the guy. Um, and he came here thinking he'd be at least two with Kyrie Irving and, and it'd work really well. And, and now, obviously, he, Tatum and Brown want to be the guys and, and Kemba's okay with that. And Hayward just kind of has a back seat and he doesn't want that. So if he wants out and doesn't want to be here, fine. Like Tatum, Brown, Kemba, and players to be named later will be good enough to potentially win a championship because – People say it over and over again that they look better without Hayward. I don't think it's true, but Tatum and Brown have more responsibility and feel more powerful when Hayward's not on the floor. That's for sure. So if you can, the ideal situation for the Celtics, if he really doesn't want to be here, but he wants to make that money, opts in, you trade him. I trade at this point, trade him to Indiana and see if you can get Miles Turner, even Old Depot for a year, whatever it may be. Um, at this point, I'm all for it because if he really doesn't want to be here, then trade him. You got to get something for him if you can. Yes. Um, I think the Indiana trade is probably the best one you're probably going to get um, because they, I think they really would love to build around the Indiana boy. Um, and they clearly know that miles Turner and old people don't want to be there. Um, so I, I think that trade, you know, that involves Robert Williams. I don't really want to give what Robert Williams, but like if you can get Turner and old Depot for Robert Williams, Marcus smart and you know, picks like and Gordon Hayward. Sure. Because like, honestly, old Depot's better than Marcus smart. So it's a win. 
he he is, but the thing is, Marcus Smart just fits so well with the Celtics team because he does everything else. He doesn't need to be he doesn't need to be the leading scorer. He'll go out, he'll do the dirty work. I mean, if it's not for Marcus Smart, especially in game seven, the Eastern Conference Finals this or Eastern Conference semifinals this year, you're not making it to the Eastern Conference Finals because that chase down block on Norman Powell was arguably the play of the season. Yeah. Like that that play literally won the game for the Celtics. It yep. was similar to, to LeBron in 2016 in the final. I'm, but, I'm one of the biggest out Marcus Smart supporters. Like, I, I don't want to give up unless it's absolutely necessary. But the problem is a lot of deals that are going to be impactful that Danny Ainge might make are going to re- need to require him because he's a good contract. He's valued to a team. Uh, now, will you need to trade Marcus Smart to move up in the draft? No. Like, you don't need to move Marcus Smart to move up drafts. That's when you trade Robert Williams, Tremont Waters, picks. Like, those guys will help you move up in the draft. Um, and, and it sounds like Danny Ainge is aggressively wants to move up. Yes, he, he wants to move up. And I, I heard there's a big man he's targeting. I forget his name. Oway knew something. It's weird. Yeah, But yeah, apparently yeah. he's legit. I'm not going to be the one to know who he is because, again, there's no even college basketball this year, really. So, like, I don't know who he is. But I, I, I think I've read he's legit. And it'd be an awesome piece to build around with, like, Tatum Brown. The young, it'd be a young big man to keep and have and kind of have that core with. So that I'm for. You have so many assets that someone would take all your first-round picks and, like, Tremont Waters or, like, Carson Edwards, like, those guys, even Grant Williams. Like, trade Grant Williams to get that guy. Like, that's fine um, because that guy's legit, uh, apparently. Again, I'm just banking on what I've read. But if it's something like that, you can keep Marcus Smart, move up in the draft, and then still maybe swing a deal if you can get something for Hayward back, like a Miles Turner or Depot, and do a combination of those two things. Celtics in a really good spot. Danny's got to do something. That's all we know. Hayward's probably not going to be here next year. Danny's got to do something because the way the roster is constituted, the bench was the issue, and the only way you're going to get some bench help is to trade somebody off that starting core. And long story short, want Hayward to opt in. Let's move on. Patriots still suck. All right, Red Sox. Yes. Um, big Red Sox thing suck this- too. Red Sox suck too, but not for long because I think I got, I got Alex Cora's coming back. Big news, the Sox brass, all of them, all of them, they went to Alex Cora to have their in-person meeting. They didn't make them fly up to Boston. They went to Alex Cora and had that in-person meeting. How everything else is a smokescreen. Alex Cora's coming back. Alex Cora's coming back. I I think so too, but the longer this drags out, the longer that the Red Sox don't name him manager, the longer and the more it has me thinking maybe he isn't necessarily coming back as – much of a sure thing as we all thought because, and you know, it's funny, Lou Maloney actually just wrote something for WBEI it's th- it's entitled, I'm thinking Hyam Bloom doesn't want Alex Cora. Oh, definitely. interesting. No, this is an ownership decision. So my thing is this, is like, you look at these other candidates, right? You have Carlos Mendoza, Sam Fold. Why is Sam Fold the finalist? Like, wh- why is he even it's in the run? It's a high, it's a high Bloom guy. Well, I don't care if I don't care if it's a high and bloom guy. This guy has no coaching experience. I don't want managerial experience. Like he should he should be the farthest thing. If you're doing another round before the final round of interviews, I'm just saying if you do that, Sam Fold needs to be out off this list like right away. See, I'm convinced because if, if those of you don't know, Al and I are hardcore baseball guys, so you you guys might not know this listening. But there's a rule out there that you have to like interview next amount of people in a process like there, there's a due diligence thing in terms of searching for managers you have to interview like black and like all that kind of stuff like there's a whole process there the red sox are going through that smoke screen they have five finalists my ass like they're doing this to oblige the mlb rules if they really didn't care what they thought like they would have hired court day one 
but they have to prove they're going to the interview process. Do you think really any of the other options on the table are a better option than Cora? I do not. I don't think there are any better options, but here's the thing. Here are the five finalists for anybody out there that's been living under a rock and doesn't know who it is. So you have Alex Cora, Carlos Mendoza, Carlos Mendoza, who is, I believe the Yankees bench coach. I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Sam fold. Who's like the player development guy for the Phillies. Don Kelly, who is the pirates bench coach and James Rosen, who was the Miami Marlins bench coach. So Right there, Jared, there are two names on that list that I don't even think they're really considering hardcore, and that's Sam Fold and James Rosen. I don't think they're actually going to be no. taking a look into them hardcore. They're adding names. I'm telling you, it's a smoke screen. Yes, they're adding names, so, but now it's down to the final three. You have Cora, you have Mendoza, and you have Kelly. I don't think Don Kelly's going to end up being here. You were in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, they have the number one pick for a reason. They're not good. So I, I really question what he would bring to the Red Sox organization. Now, here's the thing. If Alex Cora, for whatever reason, is not the Red Sox manager and Carlos Mendoza gets named the manager, there's a little part of me that's like, okay, I understand where they're going with this because they're looking for that bilingual guy, which Cora is, and we know that. Yeah. But still, the thing is, the other thing that we have to consider is this. If Alex Cora isn't rehired, this is going to be their third manager in three years and their fourth manager in the last five years. Yep. Why not just, like you said, make it easy, bring Cora back. He knows a ton of these players. The, oh. the other guys, like Alex Verdugo, will love playing for him. Oh, JD my God. Mar- Verdugo, and Verdugo would love playing for Alex Cora. Are you kidding oh. me? Oh, that, that, it'd be unreal. He, with Verdugo's passion and energy and everything and Cora's enthusiasm and passion, they'd be a perfect match in heaven, honestly. But, again – if you don't want Alex Cora as your manager, my question to you is, why, what is the better option? There is no better option, especially resume-wise. You put all five resumes down, Alex Cora blows these guys away. We want him to come home. We want Alex Cora home. Alex, are you listening? Hi, hi, no, hi, 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 are you listening? John, Hen- John Henry, you prick. I want to play this next week for Alex Cora. I'm giving you a teaser. Small state big takes and the Alex Cora comeback. I expect to have to play this next week. You have to let the beat drop, though. You have to let the beat. Oh, you got to let the beat drop on that. The beat drops when Alex Cora comes home. All right. Fair. But, again, you – Sorry, I had to do that. No. Oh, I don't blame you. I do the same thing. The longer this drags out, the more worried I'm going to get because it's like, okay – you know, the White Sox immediately hired Tony Larusa, still dumb. Stupid. And they, very. And the what Tigers idiots. hired A.J. Hinch right away, as soon as they could. Because they thought Cora was the Red Sox next manager. Like, they didn't even touch Cora. So, so what are we waiting for here? And I said this last week, and I'm going to say it again just really quick. Hi, I'm Bloom. You traded away Mookie Betts. It was a tough decision, but you had to do it. You're not the most well-liked man in Boston. If you bring anybody else but Alex Cora in here – nobody's going to believe in you for the rest of your tenure here. Look, if they don't bring Alex Cora back, it's Heim's Bloom's fault on paper because they keep ownership keeps saying that it's Heim Bloom's decision. He's they're doing it. It's him and his staff, but it's not like if you bring Alex Cora back, that is a John Henry decision because for two things, and this is two reasons why the Red Sox should bring him back. PR team sucks. They had no interest this year at all. You just traded Mookie Betts. Andrew Benatendi, your flow, your flow god sucks. You need some attention. Alex Cora's name that everyone knows. 
He helped you win a World Series in 2018. He was awesome as a player here, and everyone loved him then. And the other reason, Xander Bogarts. He's a free agent in 2022. I don't think anyone on this roster, maybe besides Rafael Devers, likes Alex Cora more than – and gets along with Alex Cora more than Xander Bogarts. And you bet your ass if Alex Cora is here, passed for 2022, 2023, so on and so forth, Xander Bogarts will stay. No questions asked. Because he already admits he loves it here. Like, he wants to be here. But if you give Xander Bogarts the reason to leave, he will leave. So, and that goes for Devers, too. Like, I'm, I, I single out Bogarts because he's a free agent in 2022. But, like, Rafael Devers loves Cora just as much. And you saw what he did with Cora as his manager. So, the core of this team, and I, Mookie Betts would have been the same thing. Like, I think Mookie loved Cora, too. But, obviously, he's playing for the Dodgers. And Dave Roberts, who I think he also gets really along really well with. Alex Cora just makes too much sense. It's a good for PR, which they need, clearly. It's good for the players they have. It's a good f- example for Heim Bloom. It's really good for Heim Bloom to be like, hey, I know you guys love him. Let's – and it almost go – leave the fans out of it. Leave us out of this. How do the players feel if Heim Bloom goes, I'm bringing you guys Alex Cora back? Don't the players trust Heim Bloom that much more then to, to build the team and help them win long-term? That's just yes. an overall great move for Alex Cora to come back. And it just makes too much sense. And there's, everything else is a smokescreen. They flew down there to meet with them to do their in-person again. If they didn't want Alex Cora back, why go meet him? If they didn't plan on Alex Cora coming back, why go meet him? And, and not only that, too, if you didn't want Alex Cora back in, in the beginning, why didn't you just say, we're not bringing back Alex Cora. We are looking at other candidates. Mm-hmm. Like, they could, they could have very easily – John Henry, High and Bloom, whoever, could have very easily come out and just said, Alex Cora will not be returning. We are going to look elsewhere. And we would have been like, okay, that's fine. You know, we don't like it, but it's a case where don't, don't string us along for the eventual big tease. And then it doesn't happen. Yep. No, I agree. Like it, 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 it makes sense to me. I mean, doesn't it make sense to you? Yo, yeah. hundred percent. Like if you're not going to bring it back now, again, PR wise, that's terrible. Like if they didn't think they're going to bring it back from a PR point of view, ownership cannot just go, all right, don't even talk to him. Because that report gets out, and then Red Sox, don't, they hate him even more. So you have to talk to Cora, whether you want him or not. But you don't have to fly down to see him. Yes. That's, you you that's, can make him come to you. Like, you don't – and you got all of them to go down there. The whole brass went down. So Alex Cora's coming back. Guys, it just makes too much sense. The, the, the White Sox didn't want to touch him because of that. Uh, the Tigers didn't even go near him. Like, those are two legit jobs that Cora might have considered if he actually had the opportunity. And then Core has been talking to them multiple times and hard, and they flew down to see him. Like, Core probably knew when he got suspended he was coming back. Let's be honest. Hopefully. Real quick, Martin Perez, option not picked up by the Red Sox. Sad for one. I think he'd have been an awesome starter, fourth, fifth option. Though, two, could still come back. Real quick, do you think he comes back? Do you think they still have an effort to sign him? Or, or I, think they, I, th- I think they should. I think he yeah. wants to be back, but I don't think they're going to resign him. I think Hein Bloom is done with him, which is unfortunate. Um, he loved it here. He was all about it here. Perez Day became a huge thing, and a little, it was a little. Perez Day was a little glimmer of hope out there, um, yep. in a very abysmal sprint of a season. And he was pretty good here. Like his no, I don't have his numbers in front, but I know they weren't bad. They weren't great. They weren't ace numbers. But Martin Perez is a fourth starter on that's a ser- that's a good staff. Fifth starter, depending on who you have, like because you got to think third start. I mean, Erod, Avaldi. Um, sale eventually uh, is supposed to come back this year. 
Um, Martin Perez, you have these guys. Obviously, you got to get some other arms, but Martin Perez is your fourth, fifth guy. That's a solid fourth starter that you just let walk. There's no reason not to have him back. So I would love to see the Red Sox bring him back. I don't think they will. It's unfortunate. Um, but I didn't realize how much I liked Martin Perez until they announced he wasn't coming back. And then I'm like, huh, I'm going to miss that guy. Yeah, seems like a good guy. Seems like a good dude. I want to hang out with him. Perez good guy. Day. Good rep. RIP Perez Day. All right, Couch Guy Sports, 180. In the books, no quags. Who cares? Couch Guy Pod on Twitter. <laughs> Instagram, Couch Guy Sports. CouchGuysports.com, all the other podcasts, the written content, YouTube, subscribe there. Rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Find us on Stitcher, all your other podcast networks. Next week, we're going to figure this out. If the boys can make it, we're not changing our time. They're going to figure it out themselves. Small state big takes, we're going to get them on. You heard a little preview because Steve couldn't hear me, so I couldn't yell at him, but we'll figure that out. I I did enough yelling for the both of us. Steve, I'm coming for you next week. It's going to be fun. And hopefully, hopefully I can let the beat drop on that song next week. We'll keep an eye on that. That'd be fun. Again, I always listen to that song and just think of the Paul Pierce trivia video. Until next week, Al, it was fun. Always. Guys, we'll talk to you next week. See you later. Oh, wait, shit.